From the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council, this is the A Cuppa and a Yarn podcast. Hello and welcome to A Cuppa and a Yarn. From the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council, I'm Michelle Alexandrovix Lovegrove and I'm here today working from home and talking on the phone on World Health Day with Tamika O'Donnell. Tamika, thanks very much for having a cover and a yarn today. Thanks for having me. Now, just so people get a little bit more of an idea of who you are, I mean, Tamika O'Donnell is a, is a nurse, so very, very uh, qualified to have a yarn uh, on World Health Day, being the Year of Nurses and Midwives. You're also a member of the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council Youth Advisory Committee. So, Tamika, first of all, can you just tell me a little bit, a bit about yourself? Who's your mob? Yeah, so, uh, like you said, my name's Tamika O'Donnell. Um, I'm a Bark and Jubal Akali woman from far west New South Wales. So I grew up in Broken Hill, um, moved to Adelaide to study and um, has made my way around back to Broken Hill, Newcastle, Sydney. So, um, yeah. You've travelled around a bit. Around a bit. <laughs> yeah, and we and we know each other. Um, we've we've met because you are a member of the the, the Newswalk Youth Advisory Committee. So, tell us a little bit about the type of work that you're doing there with the committee. Yeah, so I um, got involved with the advisory committee as I've been a member of the LAUC since turning 18. Um, currently a board member for the Broken Hill Local Aboriginal Land Council, mm-hmm. um, and seeing the opportunity come up last year so decided to apply and was lucky enough and um, lucky enough to be successful in my application so we meet um, a few times a year at at this stage um, and uh, working on our have worked on our um, like our our forward working plan and youth Mm. engagement strategies working closely with our zones and our counsellors and the whole team so very busy um, I've also been lucky enough to give, get the opportunity to go to the UN. So um, it has been postponed due to um, the pandemic, but looking forward to hopefully um, revisiting that option later in the year. Yeah, later in the year or next year. Fingers crossed when it's safe to do so. (laughs) Yeah, and look, as I mentioned before, uh, you're a nurse. So you, until reasonably recently, uh, were working at the John Hunter Hospital in Newcastle, yes? Yes, yeah. I've worked there for about two years and have just started a role at the Aboriginal Health and Medical Research Council with their registered training organisation. So basically just um, teaching, uh, training and assessing for certificate fours for primary health care and primary health care practice. So training up Aboriginal health workers and practitioners. And what a time to be doing that type of training. Is, has Have things really ramped up at AH and MRC because of the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, so generally we do face-to-face training, um, which has all had to go to an online platform, which has been a lot of work, but we've seen great results and our communities and students are, are very engaged and um, enthusiastic about their training. So, And we have a great team with lots of support, so... Um, but it just been a transition, but definitely, um, definitely optimistic about online delivery and getting our Aboriginal health workers and practitioners trained up. Mm, mm. And you were mentioning to me uh, earlier before you know I started recording 
that you you're actually back at Broken Hill at the moment. Yeah, you've left Sydney. Yeah, yeah, I um, decided um, to leave Sydney for the time being due to the pandemic um, and be with my family. So back in Broken Hill for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and there are COVID-19 cases there, though, but um, only a few fingers crossed at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, uh, there's been two confirmed cases, so it definitely shows that the virus does not discriminate to where you are mm. and mm. <laughs> um, unfortunately has reached these rural communities. So um, definitely very scary times um, and very stressful times, but I'm sure we'll all get through it. Yeah, well, we've just got to um, adhere to you know, the advice and the guidelines and the rules, the new rules on, on, on our oh, movements yeah, and hygiene and that sort of thing. I wanted to ask you, Tamika, before we sort of get into, you know, the, the theme of World Health Day for 2020, you being a nurse, you know, you've probably been asked, I always ask people, you know, people say I'm a such and such, you know, I, I generally, I, I always say, why, you know, why did you become that? Why did you want to become a nurse? I guess it's the uh, that cliche saying I've always been a caring person since I was younger and um, I remember being in hospital when I was a child a lot for asthma and I um, had some great nurses and made me really interested at a young age um, and I was lucky enough to grow up with um, some really great role models and particularly in Aboriginal health and um, I kind of started getting more interested as I got older and, um, you know, realising the health disparities for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and um, the gaps across the board uh, made me very uh, passionate for health. So decided that nursing was where I wanted to be. Um, so straight out of high school, went to university and got my degree um, and I absolutely love it. It's, mm. um, you know, creating change, it's at all levels and um, being there for mob, you know, and learning something every day, you know, it's a vast, um, like, vast opportunities and, um, you know, it's a very, very fulfilling job. And it's a very hard job too. I mean, it's hard yeah. work, nursing. <laughs> no. Oh, it definitely, it has, um, like any job, it's got its negatives and it's got a positive, uh, lots of positives. So... Mm. Um, that gets me through it and, you know, at the end of the day, I, I enjoy going to work um, and I'm grateful for that. So with today being World Health Day, uh, Tamika, the theme this year is support nurses and midwives. Now, this is part of um, that international um, year of nurses and midwives. Yeah. How important, you know, and let's put pandemic aside for a, a moment, how important is it that we really acknowledge the work of nurses and midwives generally? Um, oh, I think nurses and midwives have some of the most important jobs in the world. Um, you know, where it's always been at the front line of everything. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's a very challenging job, um, very emotionally draining um, but also very rewarding in the same sense. So, you know, the nurses are the ones you see, the ones that will listen to your stories and support your your needs as you know, patients and clients. And, you know, we really um, support, like support as uh, people as individuals and um, 
you know, we really, we really do care at the end of the day about everyone. So um, I, I think, you know, nurses and midwives are very, I mean, at the moment, obviously, it's a bit different, but I think previously like, it can be a very underrated and taken for granted job. Mm. Mm. Well, there still is that sort of the general thing. It's, you know, you're a nurse or you're a doctor and you, and you can do all this sort of stuff and nurses are only there to support doctors. But that, that's, re- I mean, you know, I, I'm not a nurse myself, but that's really not true. I mean, there, there's a high degree of training to become a, a registered nurse. And, and and I'm talking in midwives as well, but certainly from yeah. your personal perspective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Lots of training and it's, you know, not just, going to university and getting the degree it's you know constant um developing your skills all the all the time you know every day um it's more training it's you know health is ever-changing um there's always more studies and there's always more research and there's um always changes to how to conduct like best practice so um it's definitely a um a journey (laughs) Mm. You're listening to A Cuppa and a Yarn. I'm Michelle Alexander-Ix-Lovegrove. I'm speaking with Tamika O'Donnell for World Health Day 2020. Uh, the theme this year, Support Nurses and Midwives. And we're, we're talking about the work of nurses and midwives and acknowledgement of the importance of that. And Tamika, you know, um, especially now, the you know, COVID-19 pandemic, you mentioned a, a minute ago that uh, maybe not now, but there's this general uh, sort of understanding that perhaps the work of nurses and midwives is underrated. Do you think that's changing, seeing how crucial nurses are in this fight? Yeah, I definitely think uh, perspectives have changed. Um, you know, it's not it's definitely not our first pandemic um, that we've gone through. Um, mm. But I think now with social media and... Um, Everything that the awareness is a bit more um, broad, and you know, it's looking at um, the stress it's putting on the health services, um, mm-hmm. let alone the the staff. So, you know, the sacrifices that nurses and midwives and other health um, professionals are making during this pandemic, you know, are are just amazing. Uh, you know, they. People are, you know, stopping seeing their own family, their own children, their partners due to being on the front line and being um, exposed to this virus every day. So, um, you know, being getting prepared to um, look after what could be a high amount of cases, um, especially critically ill, um, you know, and, and still having to work long COVID stuff, you know, like just because COVID's around doesn't mean all other diseases and illnesses and injuries stop. So, um, you know, they're still doing what would be a normal work day on top of having a pandemic. So um, definitely um, thank any health worker, any nurse, midwife next time you see them because, you know, it's stressful being on the outside looking in, let alone being there. So... Absolutely. And and your point is that uh, other illnesses, other diseases, other injuries, nothing else has stopped. This is just added to everything else. Everything else is trucking along as it always did. So, you know, 
and you know they have stopped um you know non-essential surgeries and mm. um everything but you know babies are still being born um people mm. are still falling ill um yeah just because the pandemic's here doesn't mean that all stops so um mm. it's definitely a high stressful time for everyone and um yeah just i guess thanking all the nurses and midwives who constantly devoting themselves to to the health, to health, to, um, you know, their jobs. And, you know, it's not just the job. It's, a, it's that way of life. It's that, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking uh, earlier, sort of stopping down and really having a think about midwives. I said, mm-hmm. gee, you know, that's business as usual. Babies are still being born, but you're delivering babies at, you know, during a pretty serious pandemic, you know, it's just, it, it, the mind boggles anyway to think that we're greeting life, you know, mm-hmm. as well as farewelling more lives than we should be at the moment. So, yeah. And mm. it's, you know, it's definitely hard. It puts a strain on um, midwives as well because, you know, they have to continue providing, a, you know, this. Um, high quality care when they are limited because of the pandemic, you know, restrictions on visitors and, you know, trying to support these mothers and fathers um, through what, you know, one of the happiest moments in their life, but having to, you know, restrict their family coming in and, you know, um, if, you know, if someone is sick, if a partner's sick, if, you know, they can't have, they can't be there for the birth of their child, like, you know, it's, a, it's definitely an emotionally straining um, factor into how we provide care. Um, and not to mention, you know, um, with all the changes in visitations and um, trying to best keep our hospitals and staff safe, you know, there's been aggression and um, I guess just that people, you know, as much as we can be empathetic, you know, it's, it's trying to keep everyone safe, not just um, our patients, but, yeah, the staff as well. So Absolutely. And yeah. so regarding uh, those precautions, because we have heard a lot about, you know, shortages of masks and PPE and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing, uh, what sort of precautions are nurses and midwives or, I guess, um, people working in uh, medical care having to take so that they can continue to do their work safely? Um, I guess it's just that appropriate um, use of PPE, um, hand hygiene. Um, you know, if they're sick, they should be staying home as well, um, which, you know, with how things progress so suddenly with the pandemic, it's quite hard mm. um, in terms of staffing and workloads. Um, but, you know, I know nurses and midwives who, you know, get home and they, they're stripping at the door yeah. Um, showering before they see that, and like I said, and the ones who have completely shut themselves off from their family to try and protect their their family um, from the risks that they get from going to work every day. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess it's just following their local policies and you know um, what dependent on where they're working and what best is suited for that health service. Yeah. Um, so the world will have different policies and um, plans in place ready um, for this pandemic. Um, 
With keeping themselves safe, and yeah, I have um, uh, read a bit about the, the, the sorts of things that nurses in particular are, are doing, as you've mentioned. And I've also read about, you know, some, some instances where, unfortunately, nurses are actually being abused by members of the public. This is in Australia. This was in Victoria mm-hmm. uh, the other day, a, n- a number of occasions. like Not on. At, mm-hmm. Not on anyway. But... yeah. What what can we do as a community generally to support our nurses and midwives, especially now? Um, I guess it's following those the directions of government and um, you know the high the health authorities. You know, self isolating and social distancing is going to be the biggest factor in how this pandemic turns out. So, you know, staying home, only going out for essentials. Um, you know, not, you know, it's, it's, we can't say when this will be over, but, you know, we're definitely not going to be for a while. So following them now will really prevent um, the outbreak worsening. Mm. Um, you know, that don't see someone, you know, I don't understand why people um, are abusing our health workers. Um, you know, we don't know why that person... You know, if they're in their uniforms and stuff, we, we don't know what they're doing. They A lot of places are actually um, implementing that they don't wear the uniform. Mm. Um, to after work or to work, they are still wear their casual clothes. To, um, and that is to fight also the, uh, the spreading on, of uh, the virus. Um, but, yeah, definitely, you know, staying home. Um, if you see health workers, give them a clap. You know, we don't know... Um, how their lives are at the moment, um, and that goes for everyone. That you know, police as well, mm. um, yep. who are also getting abused. Just um, yeah, it's quite saddening to see that's what some of the reactions are from from our communities. As far as our communities go, you know, Tamika, um, I was fishing around and trying to find some up to date data, which I, I couldn't really. Um, you know, maybe I'm looking in the wrong places, not looking hard enough. But the the latest I found was, you know, 3,000 plus Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nurses and midwives in particular. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty small group. That's, yeah. Yeah, saying about 1% um, of the population. And, the, and the, this is old data. This is from 2015. So it's obviously a group that we'd love to expand. So what would you say? to any Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people who might be considering becoming a nurse or a midwife? I would say do it. It's such a rewarding career. There are so many opportunities and different um, places you can work. What it does for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in our communities, you know, um, it really does close that gap. It's um, 100% would recommend to anyone considering it to do it. I don't think you'll ever regret becoming a nurse or a midwife and you know if you decide like you know and if you do and change later you know you've still got that background definitely a challenging road and you know studying is always hard no matter who you are but we're lucky enough that there are support networks there's you know not a day where I'm not smiling about my job wow Um, yeah you've currently swapped what people are calling the front line now for a different type of floor. You know, you're training, you're training uh, Aboriginal health workers 
all different types of health workers, you know. So we, we, we're talking about nurses and midwives today because that is World Health Day today, is those people. But in terms of the work you're doing now, sort of in that training realm, how's that sitting with you? Yeah, I love it. Um, I've always enjoyed that kind of teaching education role um, and I, I see the importance of Aboriginal health workers and practitioners, you know, they are so important to the health of our people and and I'm quite honoured to be able to train that next generation and um, those health workers and practitioners who are coming out. It's definitely different to, I guess, that nursing on the floor, but I'm lucky enough with nursing that I can still work in that space. Mm. I'm not limited to, like, I don't have to give up working on the floor. Mm. I can get work casually if I wanted to do enjoying that and you know it's yeah definitely definitely a new space but I'm, I'm loving it and I'm lucky I've, I've got a great team that works with great organizations very enthusiastic learners and yeah definitely again it's just that nursing and, and midwifery will can take you anywhere well I don't know can you hear this <laughs> I can't see you, but you know, <laughs> we're having to record this in people listening. We're having to record it in audio only, whereas we, we could have done video, but we have to do audio. So there I'm clapping you and, and your team and the people at AH&MRC because the more we train and encourage our people to have these roles and follow these careers, from me just as a general person, we're, we're going to have cultural safety in that medical system for our mobs, etc. So thank you. Thank you very, very much, Tameka. I mean, thank you for yeah. um, chatting with me today. And, you know, I just want to send my love out and my strength to all our communities. You know, it's a it's very difficult times and we're all feeling, feeling it. Um, you know, reach out on the phone to your family, to your friends. Um, if you're having trouble coping, reach out to your medical services. You know, we're all in this together and such important time to lean on everyone via the phone. <laughs> um, you know, or FaceTime. Write out for appropriate information. Don't read everything on social media and just keep each other safe. To make O'Donnell, thank you very much for a cuppa and a yarn. Thanks, Michelle. You can do Nayaniya Bariya, Nayaniya Mananiya, Mananiya. 